Welcome to our Let's Talk video podcast today. Today we have guest pastor Dennis Fountain uh, pastoring at the Moses Lake Baptist Church in Moses Lake, Washington. So, Pastor Fountain, thank you for being with us today. Um, you've been pastoring Northwest 10 years now. Um, so, how did you kind of get started there over in Moses Lake? Are you from here, around here, grew up in the Northwest? Yeah, so we, um, I actually grew up in Lakewood, Washington. So, um, do you know where Lakewood is? Mm-hmm. So, Lakewood, probably about two hours south, an hour and a half south of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad pastored there from when I was 14 uh, to when I was 20, 29 or 30. Um, 15 years, so 14 to whatever, 15. Yeah. How many, what is that? 29? 16, uh, yeah. yeah, 29. Yeah. 29, 28. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. But anyway, he pastored there in Lakewood and uh, grew up there. I uh, went to Bible college and um, got married, went back on staff for my dad, worked there for, uh, I was there for four and a half years and um, just doing youth and love and ministry. And we were enjoying what God was doing with our teenagers. And then um, and we just felt a change kind of in, uh, it started in February of that year, 2010. We just felt like Maybe we were going to transition to ministry, like go from youth to to young couples or something like that. And uh, we went and sat down talking to my dad and and just got advice and direction and ended up, uh, I mean, long story short, in about uh, August of that year, we knew we were going to be leaving the church, be done on staff. Um, September, we we, uh, resigned our position on staff and then um, really we're praying about just direction and uh, in traveling to sing at another meeting, uh, we stopped in Moses Lake, where my wife's brother actually lived at the time. And we just noticed a lot of young couples and thought, I wonder what churches are here. And um, my dad ended up telling us to go visit on a, a gentleman that he knew that was pastoring a church there. And so we went by and talked to him. And uh, he ended up asking us to come and speak at the church uh, just to preach um, a couple weeks later. And then, um, I'm trying to remember all that long ago, but then we, we just began to pray about what, what our, our next step was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, God kind of put it on our heart that we didn't want to take a church. We wanted to start a church. Okay. And so we prayed about it. And we, when we were sitting down with that gentleman, one of the key questions that we wanted to, to him to bring up, not us, is that they didn't want to continue their church. They wanted to close down and just give the building to somebody. And he actually brought it up in conversation, like, hey, what do you think about? And so we felt from that time that it was, you know, maybe the direction God was moving. So we sought counsel, prayed and fasted for a while, and uh, 10 days later made the decision, and six months later we started. So that's, well, that's, the, that's the quick version. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's when you start in church and all of a sudden you have a building. I mean, that's. Yeah, it, it definitely it put us 10 or 12 years ahead of most church plants, and we recognize that. Um, it's been a huge blessing. You know, the building was, it was older building, needed a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first year there, I think we put in, you know, um, man, probably forty-five or fifty thousand dollars into remodeling, um, just trying to get it up to date. And over the years, we've done a ton. So, well, that's awesome. And then with that, you've obviously no doubt struggles came with that, and obviously <clears> still, you know, yes, you have a building, but now you need to fill in. Yeah. So, what are some kind of ways that you found that was beneficial in trying to reach people in that in the northwest for like hey let's come to church yeah so you're like you have place but what are some some tactics or some things you used obviously you know the gospel but what are some things that you used or did 
Yeah, so I think um, I, I probably have a little bit of a different opinion than most people about the Northwest. Um, you know, most most people, you talk to pastors in places, and those of you that are watching, um, you'll you'll probably hear it, but, you know, everybody, well, the, the Northwest is the preacher's graveyard. And that was really, mm. that, that was a mentality of the 70s and 80s, and, um, you know, I've, ha I've had family that have ministered in the Northwest for, uh, since the, the 60s. And, um, you know, it was really, it's kind of, kind of true to a certain degree, but really everywhere is ministry's graveyard. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everywhere has struggles. Everywhere has different diverse uh, um, situations and challenges and things that are, uh, uh, f things that fit within that cultural context. And you got to figure it out. So I would say the, um, the things that we did in Moses Lake, it's not something that, oh, well, that's, that can only be done in the Northwest, you know, or, well, that's mm -hmm. the only place you would try that. Um, but to go back to your question about outreach, honestly, just getting involved in the community. Like we've, we just, we're very community oriented. Um, I've been a chaplain um, now with our sheriff's office. I've done that since uh, actually this September will be 10 years that I've done that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm very involved politically with uh, just connecting with all of our elected officials and our city council and our school board. And um, we do a ton of outreaches Within the community, actually, we come up, we're coming up on the season right now. Um, we call it our end of the city outreach. It's out of John chapter 4 when the woman at the well left mm -hmm. her water pot, went into the city. And so we, we uh, started about seven years ago. We started our end of the city month. So it's actually six weeks from this week until September 19th. We have something big every week. So this week's a fair booth outreach. Next week we host a big uh, youth rally. Um, and then the week after that, we're gonna, we'll be delivering... Um, I think we're doing uh, donuts to like 50 local businesses, and then the week after that, we're doing, uh, it's called Night on the Grass. We just have uh, three acres that we just purchased that we're getting ready to build on, and so we're just doing a family night out on the property, a bunch of air uh, um, uh, bounce houses and okay. family games and yard games and, and food and all that type of stuff. Um, so I, I think really any pastor going into a community um, pastoring is not about just sitting in an office and writing messages. Uh, it's shepherding people. And that, that, that means even shepherding people that aren't within your church and just being there for folks. So being out doing outreaches, being out and sitting in coffee shops and studying and being that pastor that, that people get to know of, oh yeah, no, that's a pastor. I've never been to his church, but no, he's a pastor. I can talk to him. That's so awesome. it's that stuff that we've done, tried to do since, since day one. So, And I think it's that mindset that's, you know, I think it crept into churches for a while where it was, you know, like, we're here, they'll find us, we'll go, you know, knock on doors because that's what we do. <clears throat> but it's that same thing that like you said, like, Jesus went out to where the people were, where are they at, how can I reach them, where they are. Because they might not never come to your church, but we're epistles known and read among all men. Yeah. So what is that? they got to see us first. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, you're, you're spot on on that. A lot of church planners, I remember in 2012, I got to speak at a church planning conference, and... Um, one of the things that, that my wife and I had kind of um, thought about is that a lot of church planters, you know, you put up a sign. It's kind of like, well, we put up the sign, and we'll, what you said, we'll put up the sign, we'll knock their door eventually. Um, but you know, statistically, and I, I can't tell you the exact stat on it, but, you know, it takes somebody like uh, um, seven, to, seven to ten or twelve times of seeing something before it really you know, resonates or, or connects mm. with them. So if that's true for a church, you know, seeing your sign once, 
you know, that one side, even if they see it 12 days in a row, that one side is only one impression. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think that we've got to get past the fact of, well, we put up a sign and knock doors, people will come. Um, man, you're exactly right. Like God went to where people were. Christ went out and his burden was to seek and to save. The word seek, you're go after, and pursue. You know? And it's that, and that same thing. It's, I mean, in our church, um, we have easily 40% of the members of our church came because someone invited them. Yeah. A friend, not necessarily a door hanger, but a friend invited them to church um, or a family member or things like that. And they came and loved it yeah. and enjoyed it. Yeah, and word of mean, mouth, the workplace, the, the sports teams. Yeah. You know, I think pastors should be coaches. You know, if you have kids playing, coach their team, man. Get involved. My friend, uh, of course, you know, Kurt Skelly, um, we were talking years ago, and I said, what's one of the best things you did as a young dad? He said, coach my kids' teams. And at the time, I was already coaching, but I thought, man, I'm glad to hear that because I was thinking, ah, I want to be done with this, you know. But you never know. You never know what God could do. And, you know, two-year course, COVID year shut down a lot of sports. But uh, two years ago, at one point, we had uh, from, from one of my son's t- football teams, uh, man, we had um, probably had 25 or 27 people in my house that – they would never have stepped foot in my house were it not for that football team, you know, just being out in the community. So, Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good thing. I know Pastor and I coached golf at the lo- local high school for a few years. I couldn't coach golf. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I play it. I'm just, one of my staff guys gave us gave me a rag. It's the world's okayest golfer. That's, that's what I am. I'm pretty much in the same boat. Okay, so I'm good. Um, anyway, go back to coaching. I'm the, sorry. Uh, but the same thing we were uh, coaching is that time, same thing. It's like we kind of get into it and these, you know, teaching in the public school, like, yeah. so, you know, you're, you're in it, like, you have the same rules, yep. but it's that same thing, hey, well, what do you do? Hey, well, I'm a pastor, because if they ask us, we're, you know, allowed to yeah. talk about it. So, like, hey, we're a pastor in the area and everything, and so they would all of a sudden maybe have a problem at home or with mom and dad or whatever, and they'd be like, well, what would you say? Yeah. Like, they'd ask us after yeah. practice or before practice, and I think it's just taking those opportunities in, you know, no doubt a busy schedule to kind of just try to minister to people, to try to get them to come in. Well, and I think, um, I think the thought is that we've, we've taken Christianity, and I don't know what most of your viewers are, their pastors or whatnot, or college students, but we've taken Christianity and we've lived it within our walls of our church. Mm-hmm. And that, is, that was never intended. And, and we've, we've forgotten about the lost people around us, and we've forgotten about the impact, and we've forgotten about the fact that you, you've got to think outside the box to, to minister to people. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'd be brought up teaching. I was a substitute teacher when I was a youth pastor, and it, it opened up. Tons of doors. We saw dozens of kids trust Christ just because of being a substitute teacher. You know, and it's, I think that I think the main thing that we're trying to get to is that is that even in that they get to see you outside of church or outside of a pastor because right. everyone, whether they admit it or not, they when you say, "Hey, my name is no pastor so and so," or "I'm a pastor," they just like shut down almost right. where they're like, "Well, I can't." But then when they see you outside of what they would deem like that field or that realm, they're like, "Oh, well, oh, well, you're." What, what's your name again? Like, oh, I'm Dennis. Like, yeah. instead of like pastor, they might be more friendly or something and see you as a real person, right. not as this, what they perceive you to be. Yeah. And I think that definitely helps with that. Um, and as we close up, I want to ask you a question. You said you're, you got a building, re- renovated it, but now you've bought property and you're about to build a new building. So what's that kind of looking like? And Yeah, so we, um, a long story short, God just put us in touch with the right people and we ended up buying three acres that was a... Um, is just, 
it was it was called a city park, but it wasn't a city park. It was just kind of soccer fields, mm-hmm. and the city wanted to offload it and um, put us in again, just put us in touch with the right people. We bought it, got a great deal on it, um, <clears throat> which you know now because of COVID you would not get that. Um, but we've got a, we got a really good deal on it. We got a good opportunity, and so we're actually looking at selling our building and uh, and building over there. Um, the story that I have about it is just a God story. It would take up a whole hour podcast on it, you know, just of what God did and putting us in touch with the right people. We were supposed to wait 18 months, you know, after we closed, even getting the building, the city changed city managers right in the middle of it. So we had to start back at square one. And then, you know, the city council ended up voting on it like four times and they all four times unanimous to sell it to us. And then um, when we got it, we were supposed to have 18 months where we waited to rezone. But God put us in touch with the lady that did it, and she literally just pressed a couple buttons on her keyboard, rezoned the property, and now we can build any time. We have no waiting period or anything, so now we're just raising the funds for it. Um, so we, uh, we're looking at selling our building. We're trying to do a push a campaign right now at our church called Be One, Be One of 500. Okay. Uh, trying to get 500 people to give $1,000, um, and that would be our first 500000 we need. Uh, we're looking probably about seven fifty to eight hundred thousand to do our phase one, and then we'll raise money for phase two and kind of go from there. So it's exciting. We're we're out. We've outgrown our building, um, and it's a, it's a good problem to have. But you know, here in the Northwest, I don't want to. I think because of the reputation up here, churches churches have a reputation not only among pastors but also among the lost. Mm-hmm. Of not not being around long. Oh, that one. Ah, that that's not going to be around long. Yeah. You know, fifteen twenty years. That won't be around. And so I, I want to get our building up and get it done and just get going. And uh, you know, a lot of potential, great location. Um, just uh, there's a ton of upside to it. So that's awesome. And I was going to ask you, what what advice would you give to a young person uh, that might want to come <clears> start a church or whatever? And we kind of covered a bulk of it with getting into your community, get involved. Um, what else would you kind of add to that? Yeah, I would say. Um, you know, if, if you're a young person or even, you know, middle-aged or older thinking about moving to the Northwest, um, don't be scared about – really thinking about anything. And, and um, i just kind of look at you and talk, talk to you for a second. But, uh, you know, anything that God gives us to do, like God will always supply for it. He'll supply the means. He'll supply the courage. He'll supply. Uh, uh, he'll supply the energy. He'll supply the the right people in, in across your path that you need to to contact to be in touch with. He'll he'll bring the building. He'll bring the person. He'll bring the staff. All of these things that God does. And I think sometimes we let um, we let other people's. Um, we let their story intimidate us, mm. right? Oh, well, man, it's going to happen the same way it happened to them. They got discouraged. They didn't have a building. They didn't have this. Well, the preacher's great. They didn't, you know. And really, man, God's writing your story. And and uh, you think about Bible characters, you know, um, Ruth wasn't saying, Naomi, give me your story. Ruth said, Naomi, give me your God. Mm. Uh, Esther wasn't saying, Mordecai, I want to live out your story. Esther was saying, no, I'm, I am I know that you, you've encouraged me for such a time as this, and so let's pray and let's, let's Let's move forward with what God's given us. Joseph wasn't saying, you know, hey, Dad, I, I really want your story. He was, no, here's my story. And mm-hmm. so don't be intimidated and let the stories of others discourage you. Let them encourage you. Let them challenge you. And if you want to come to the Northwest, um, I would say, number one, uh, move here first. Don't just move here to start a church. Move here first. Find a church. If you're not from up here, 
Find a church that you can be under, a pastor that has been here for a few years. Uh, give them two to five years and be on staff or just serve and get a feel for the area, get a feel for the culture, pray about the cities, pray about where the gospel is needed, and then start a church um, or take a church or whatever. We've started two other churches uh, since we've been at Moses Lake, and the most recent one is uh, Ridge Point Baptist in Wenatchee, Washington. Um, they come up on their one-year anniversary in just uh, um, in a month and a half, two months, October second Sunday in October, and you know, God's God's done a ton there, uh, but it was a young man that felt like he wanted to start a church, came up, served on staff with us for six years, and now they're doing a phenomenal job, and, and um, I attribute that just completely to the Lord and to this young man and his surrender to God and what God's done with it, so don't let people's story intimidate you, plan to, plan to move out, step out by faith, and um, if you truly are interested in the Northwest, I'm, I volunteer myself, you can get, get a hold of me, I'd love to talk with you and chat with you about it, and uh, just, uh, man, there's lost people everywhere. So wherever God calls you, step out by faith and serve. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Fountain. And uh, definitely those encouraging for those churches. I know we support uh, the church there in Wenatchee. Yeah. Um, just he's doing a great work. He was with us, you know, right before COVID. Um, and it's just, it's awesome to see just churches that are just doing what God has commanded them to do, reaching people in their local areas, and specifically this Northwest um, so thank you so much for being with yeah. us. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet, go Can ahead. Can I throw one thing in real quick Absolutely. before you throw all that out? I will yeah. say one other thing that we have some great coffee up here. Uh, do you think we, we have good coffee? We have great we have, coffee. We have really here. good coffee up here. Um, if you like coffee, just don't ever. Uh, there's certain people up here you don't want to ever, you know, make certain um, agreements on, and you know that they owe you <laughs> coffee or something like that, um, because usually they don't they don't make good on it. So. Um, it's anyway, you owe me a coffee. That's, just, all I'm, that's all I'm just, getting at is he owes me a coffee. We haven't got but there yet. It's anyway. We are getting there. We still have time left. Uh, I don't know. So it's I might just be know I'm owed a coffee. So, I'm just kidding. Um, Thanks for having me on. But it's definitely awesome. Obviously, Starbucks is here, so it's, I think, great coffee. Um, those around the country, you can fill out the comments what you think is the best. But I think Starbucks is great. Um, thank you for subscribing today. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe or hit that bell and just get the notifications. We do them weekly. Thank you so much. Have a great week. See ya.